What's up and welcome to the single player experience. As always, I'm your host Sebastian Malden and today we're doing a deep dive into Persona 5. For a topic of this magnitude, I had to bring in a special guest. So, my guest today is none other than Adrian the Ath Geek Harrison. Adrian is the host of the Ath Geek podcast that focuses on anime, and he's a lifelong gamer and he is a first time Persona player. So, while he's an anime connoisseur, so to speak, he will offer a fresh perspective into the Persona series. So, for this episode, we're talking about all things Persona 5. The good, the waifus, and the bad. So, without further ado, let's get started. DJ, start the intro. This is the Single Player Experience, the podcast that helps single-player gamers manage their video game backlog. I'm your host Sebastian Malden and my main quest is to help you manage your ever-growing video game backlog by letting you know which single player games are worth your time and money so that you can have the best single player experience. Now without further ado, let's start the show. DJ, cut the beat. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, like I said in the intro, we have a very special guest with us today. He is the host of the Ath Geeks podcast. He's a lifelong gamer, and he's one of the people I just generally like to chat about video games to. So when I decided I wanted to do a deep dive into Persona 5, I knew this was the guy that he was going to be the Larry Bird of the episode. He was going to be the Jason Tatum. He was going to lead us to the NBA Finals, so to speak, of the podcast world. Ladies and gentlemen, my special guest today is the one, the only, Adrian, the Ath Geek Harrison. How you doing? I'm blessed and highly favored. Thank you for having me on. Oh, man, thank you so much for being on the show today. Before we begin, though, can you introduce yourself to the audience? I'm a Dallas native, but I was raised and loving Boston everything. Lifetime gamer, been gaming all my life. Anime lover, that's where the Ath Geek comes from. Athletes and geeks collide. Love hoops, love sports all together. And yeah, that's about it. All right. So if Kirby absorbed you, what would his powers become? What powers would it get? If Kirby absorbed me, he would get a power that's not very useful to him. It's not going to be useful to him. And I'd be the jump. That'd be the jump. That's all. That's what most people know me for. Like, you can jump really high. So when I play basketball, like you can jump really high. I have a pretty nice vertical for myself. So pretty proud of that. And I'm like, so he, but he doesn't need that. He doesn't need that. So he, but he take that. Okay. Okay. That's not too bad. That's not too bad. So my next question, does pineapples belong on pizza? Absolutely not. Whoa. Shots fired. Shots fired. Everyone. So. <laughs> So why is that? Do you feel like it just throws off the dynamics? What's go What's going on with that? Uh, I feel like that's just too much going on, and I don't like I don't like with the sweet and everything mixing it. I don't want fruit on pizza. I just think it'll be it's fruit. I love pineapples. I'll get that wrong. I'll eat pineapples all day, every day. However, when I come to my pizza, I don't need the pineapples on it. The pineapples can be like a dessert after the pizza, and I'm all cool with it. But I just don't need it on my pizza. Me personally, if you like it, that's cool with you. Just me personally, I'm good on that. Okay, okay, okay. So you heard it here first. He he hates pineapples on pizza and he thinks all of you are besmirched. (laughs) I'm joking. So all that aside, you know, glad to have you on the show. Let's get to our topic of the show. So I reached out to you and I sent a message through a carrier pigeon through the void and that carrier pigeon made it to you and I wrote you a note, and the note that the pigeon carried said, I need you to play Persona 5 so we can do a deep dive on the podcast. And you graciously said, through a pigeon of your own, you captured a pigeon of your own, and you graciously sent that back, and you said, yeah, I'm down to talk about Persona 5. Just give me a little bit of time. This game will probably take me, what, like a couple of days to beat? And I captured another pigeon and said, and lied blatantly in the note and said, yeah, it should only take you a couple of days. And... (laughs) You proceeded to play this game. So give me your first impressions. What did you think of Persona 5? 
or Persona My, 5 Royal? Which one did you play? I actually played both. I played both because okay. I remember you told me to start off with Persona 5. You didn't want me to spend money on Royal until <laughs> you, you you was like, don't spend money. Let me see if you like it first. I was like, okay, cool. So I played Persona 5. I played through the first dungeon and then I what, fell in love with the game. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And so I just let me go ahead and buy it. And then I re we went through the dungeon. There was obviously some changes in Royal. But I love the anime aspect of it to like the anime plus gaming plus like the strategic parts of it. I just I like being able to control what I want to do. And I like the whole day system. So my my initial thoughts on it was like, this is a wonderful game. And I okay. want more. Okay, that sounds good. That sounds good. So is this your first Persona game? It is my first Persona game. Okay. And you absolutely fell in love with it and like yeah. completely to a T, head over heels. Yes, absolutely. I wanted more. When I finally finished the game, I was very upset. I understand. I completely understand. So just a little background about myself and my history with Persona. Like, I'm the exact same story as you. I never played a Persona game in my life before. And then I heard so many good things about Persona 5 back in the day when it was first being released that I saw it was getting like a couple of 10s from journalists. I saw it was getting like a 9.8, I believe, from IGN or 9.7 at the time. And that was Persona 5. And I thought to myself, I'm like, damn, I'm like, that game is like highly rated. And I was so curious because it looks like everything that I loved because I, too, love anime and I like turn based games. And I was just like oh, this sounds like my jam. So I dove in and like yourself, I fell absolutely madly in love with this game. And it took me about an hour to to fall in love because at first it this game starts off very methodical in a way where it's like it's doing the thing to where like you you start off towards either the middle or towards the end of the game and you're going back in retrospect and talking about what happened and what got you here and at first i wasn't quite intrigued with the main character's story because he just felt i'll be honest he felt like a punk kid who basically was like disrespectful and just ended up in at this old guy's coffee shop for free. So I just didn't connect with him until about hour two. And then I feel madly in love with everything that was going on in this game. Did you feel the same way? Not necessarily. I felt the punk kid when we first saw him in the room when he was getting interviewed. However, once they showed that first flashback, I wasn't sure if that was an hour one or hour two, that first flashback of how he ended up in the coffee shop. And I was like, Oh, nah, this that's messed up. This guy did him dirty, they messed up. And so I felt for him. I felt for him. I was like, this is my tragic backstory to me becoming the the king of the pirates. So that's what I needed right there. I understand. Until that backstory hit, I was like, okay, I didn't have a personal connection with him. So I didn't really feel for him. He was almost described as a delinquent sort of character. And I was just like, I don't know if I just want to be a delinquent. But then, like you said, we, we got a tragic backstory with a lot of heart and a lot of basically showing who this guy really is in into a joker and after that it was off to the races i'm like okay we're still in hearts and you already got mine so let's go absolutely yeah so let's talk about some of the aspects that you really liked about this game you talked about you love the freedom aspect of getting to choose what you want to do day by day so what really appealed to you about the day-to-day -day mechanics of the game um, I love games that do that because it feels like you have control over the outcome. So it's like everything. I don't like the when the game makes you do X, Y, and Z, and it's okay. We're gonna get to this outcome. However, if I have a finite amount of time, they're like, "Hey, you got you can do two things this day. Some days you can do one thing." In that finite amount of time, my choices matter. If I choose to go only hang out with certain people or if I choose to do certain things and go to the mementos one day and then not the other day and I'm not trained up, let's say I don't train or I don't go into the castle until the last minute and then I don't complete it in time because I have to take a break, then that's the consequences of my own actions. And I like feeling like I'm in control because this is my story. This is my, I'm the protagonist. So let me go about this my way. So if I, the way I play the game and the way you play the game, we spent our days completely different and everybody can have their own different perspective with the game. Cause they're like, Oh, he had that. He went on that journey. I went on this journey. We all did different things. We all built relationships with different people, which helps you in different ways. Cause like certain people I didn't build a relationship with. So it, 
hurt me in certain aspects, but helped me in others. And I love that aspect. And that's what I love the most about the game. Yeah, I'm right there with you. One of the things that I really enjoyed about Persona 5 is, and keep this in mind, like I was a person who had never played Persona 5 at all or any Persona mm -hmm. game. I loved that the relationships that you built actually helped you in game. Like it actually helped you fight, actually helped you gain new abilities. In this game, your confidants, the people you are talking to, the people who interact with you on a day-to-day -day basis, they're fighting alongside of you and they also give you strength in different areas. I thought that was so unique and so cool. And as a person who never played Persona before, it felt fresh. It felt like this was a different mechanic that I never played before. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's it's just having them having each one be like, okay, yeah, I'm stronger in this aspect, or I get a boost here because I built a relationship with here, or because I built a relationship with Takami the doctor, I get half off on medicines and potions and heal all healing items. But if you choose you didn't want to go spend your time with her and you want to go spend your time with the gun dude, then you're like, okay, I get half off on weapons. But what do you want to do? Yeah, I think that's I think that's amazing. I've played this game I think twice now and I've probably put close to maybe 160 hours into this game. And in in both playthroughs, you mentioned the gun dude. I think his name is Iowi, or I've never actually built a relationship with this man in my life. <laughs> it's just some I never took the time to build a relationship with him. And I know he like gives you better weapons and basically allows you to customize like your guns or like mm -hmm. decreases the cost of your guns. But I'm being real with you, I don't use guns in Persona very much. So he always felt like a useless character to me. Like I could be macking on some other girl right now instead of spending time with you. I absolutely agree. The only time I started upgrading him was when I was like maxed with a lot of other characters. And I was like, mm -hmm. all right, so I'm like, I can't. And they give you the choice to go do what you want. I'm like, I can go hang out with him or I can go hang out with somebody I'm already maxed with. So I was like, all right, now these characters are already maxed. I might as well go hang out with him. So he got like some pity points at the end. So he got up to like level five out of the nine, <laughs> but it's all of his were at the end and the pity points. I also like that you have, you have to, you can't just spend it getting ready for fights and stuff. You have to just build up your regular life too. Like, you, like, you have to go spend time studying. You have to go spend time reading, go spend time. Cause you, cause if you don't have your knowledge points up, there are certain things you can't do. Like you can still play the game, but you're going to be missing out on certain things in certain relationships because you're not smart enough. Like talking to the shogi girl, they're like, oh, you're not smart enough to talk to us because they want to talk to somebody smart. You're like, I'm missing out on these relationships because I didn't upgrade my knowledge. Let me go spend time studying. But then you're like, dang, instead of studying, I could have used this time doing something else or spend time training because you have to be stronger. <laughs> it's golly. Like you actually have to be strategic with how you want to do it to do certain things or like yeah to talk to certain people the thing that took me the longest and the first thing i tried to do was build up my guts oh because, that, that's a good one early that is a good yeah one early. because i needed that to get the wife of my choice so i had to <laughs> build up the guts so i was like i was struggling with that for the longest time so who was the wife of your choice Takami, the doctor she was definitely my wife who had a choice however i messed up and I missed her little thing, her dialogue. Oh, of, no. Yes. I was so I, But I hadn't saved in a long time because mm. I was playing for a couple hours straight. And I hadn't saved in a long time. But I'm about to restart just so I can get this love interest. But I was like, <laughs> but I don't want to lose all that time. So I was very upset. I was like, I wasn't paying attention. I was like, look, I was like, I've been playing it for a couple hours. So I'm locked in. And I just hit X. And it hit X again. And I was like, oh, wait. Oh, wait. I just no. canceled my love interest. No, I've been working all this. I She was the first person I maxed. I was like, I maxed her out. I did all this work, and I lost her as a love interest. And they don't give you a redo. No, they don't mm -mm. give you a redo. So once you reject them once, you're gone. So I was like, oh, my gosh. So I was like, you know what? I'm, I got to find somebody else. So I went with Makoto as my second one. That's not bad. That's not bad. Yeah. I was like, because she, cause she was really strong. So I was like, if I can't have the waifu of my choice i need like the strongest character and she seemed like she was, like the strongest character outside of you so i was like yeah this seems about right for my anime protagonist i'm the strongest male she's the strongest female but that, fit, that fits my story i'm gonna be real with you i never i've gotten my guts all the way up and i always did the friendship route with takami mostly because oh. mostly because i 
did not want her ass to go to jail because I felt like that was a very illegal relationship. But I and I felt like if I was going to send an older lady to jail, it was going to be what's her name? The teacher. Oh, Kama yeah. Yeah. yeah, I like the teacher who evidently gave you massages all the time and such like that. Yeah, I didn't even you know what's crazy? I didn't build her relationship up at all. Oh, my goodness. Not like, even a little bit. Oh, my goodness. You missed out because if you build her relationship up, she unlocks the ability for you to have extra hours to spend oh, that at been night. So clutch. <laughs> oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah, no, I just didn't. I didn't like her because the second I got to school, she was all on my case. I'm like, woman, you don't even know me. Like, get off my case. And then yeah. she just never got off your case. And then you meet her that one time with the maid. And I was like, I just wasn't feeling, I was so mad. I didn't see her backstory. I didn't see any, I never talked to her again. Her backstory is pretty cool. Her backstory is pretty deep. Like I, you can request a massage and from her and after you get to a, it's a special massage, so to speak is what they call it. But you request a special massage. And after that, it lets you go out at night. Like you were capped off, like in, after the evening time, this mm -hmm. unlocks a night, like a night dynamic. And you got to do basically, I think one or two actions at nighttime. So it gives you extra time to grind or do different <laughs> things with your time. I might have to, I mean, you're making me want to replay it now just to go back and try to build certain relationships I didn't. Because there was quite a few relationships I didn't build because I didn't like certain people. I might have to go back and just fast forward some of her stuff and just go rebuild that relationship just to see how that goes. I want to see what the night stuff is. I'm actually intrigued by that now. Yeah, it's not, it's not like it's like super dynamic, but like certain events and certain characters do come at night. But like for the most part, you'll spend most of your nights trying to like build up Joker in different ways like you can maybe you can go grind out into the underground tunnels at night or maybe instead of doing that you can go out and go to that the bathhouse or maybe you can go to another place like the theater or different things like that or maybe the batting cages and that way you can build your guts up faster or maybe mm -hmm. you can build your romance up faster so it just unlocks a whole new barrage of like activities that you can do but I yeah I think this game speaking of which because you just mentioned that you want to go back and play it I think that's one of the best things about this game is the fact that you can play this game and still not have explored a whole lot of aspects about it you can there's so much to do in this game that like one playthrough never seems like it's enough yeah and I like that they have the what is it three different endings you can mm -hmm. have yeah you can have three different endings depending on your playthrough like when i played through the first time and i was texting you because <laughs> i was like yo how do i do this because i can't i got the first ending and i know this isn't the ending you had to walk me through how to get past the first ending so i could get another ending because i kept getting that first ending over and over again yeah for sure for sure i it is one of those things to where if you had like in the part you're in you had to answer the exact way like in exactly the right way or else it's a fail oh you lied so you failed or you didn't stand up for your friends so you failed that sort of thing it's like you really had to be a little more specific about the way you answered but I want to ask you another question outside of love interest did you have any confidants that kind of spoke to you on a personal level any ones that kind of like really piqued your attention yeah so with the confidence outside the love interest not necessarily I get because Futaba was cool. I didn't see her as ever a love interest. I always saw her as like a little sister. Same and I was here. like, I thought, yeah, I thought she was like the a really cool little sister. And so I liked her story. Yoshizawa, I liked her story. I saw her at the same way, like a little sister. And like the ones I didn't have love interest with, most of the characters outside of what's his name, the art person. I didn't um, I didn't like really use yeah. I didn't really mm -hmm. hang out with him and pay too much interest in him. But every other character outside of him and the gun person and the teacher, all the other confidence I was very intrigued with. He I is really good if you like level him up. Like he his attacks and such like that get a lot of crits. So I'm like, oh. he is really good if you level him up. He also really gets to attack first a lot of the times. So he's pretty good. Anne was my, by the way, in my first playthrough of the game, like Anne was my waifu. I, I saw her immediately and I was like, yep, this is the one right girl, here. This the one, the first one. She was the first girl you beat in the game. And I was like, that's the one. I <laughs> couldn't do that because what's his not Ryuji liked her and so did Mona liked her. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I can't do that. I was like, because I thought about the same thing. I was like, okay, 
<laughs> and but I was like, nah, those two really keep talking about how they like her and everything. I was like, nah, these must be my boys. I'm gonna let them slide back because if I was actually the protagonist, I slide back and let them. You better than me. <laughs> <laughs> you better than me, dog. Because I saw Ann and I was like, nah, bro, it's it's survival of the fittest out here. Morgana's mm -hmm. a cat and Ryuji, man, you can't even you can't even run straight. You like Forrest Gump right now. So yeah. I'm like. I have to step aside, my brother. You have to step aside. But Anne was like my first love interest in the game. And then on my second playthrough, like I, my second playthrough, I can't remember her name. Oh, the Toga. I think it was Haifumi Toga was the girl you. Yogi? Yeah, where you play the Shogi girl. She was, she has a really cool backstory. I, I also like like the one that's exclusively for Royal Kasumi. She's the yeah. red hair girl, like she's the faith confidant and such of that. I really appreciated her as a character as well. But yeah, this is a game that's got so much, so much replay value. Yeah, it does. That's why I was like, that's why I wanted. That's why I was like, I'm interested in going back, and that's why I didn't mind after playing Persona Five the first time mm -hmm. and playing through like. I don't I think I got to the second dungeon actually not the first one like I didn't mind replaying it going back with Royale because I can go replay it and then I just did things a different way because like all right learn from my mistakes that I did last time I was like these mess me up these mess me up so let me do it this way this time because I think yeah the first time I played through it just on Persona 5 I struggled in the dungeons but it was also <laughs> my own fault because they were like, you need to, you can go to the dungeon. I was like, no, nah, I don't want to. I was too busy trying to upgrade my guts so I could get mm -hmm. Takumi. <laughs> so I was like, eh, I'm chasing something else. So y'all mm -hmm. are good right now. So I was like doing everything else. And then I was like, but then I was weak when I went up there and I was getting body in there. I was like, <laughs> God, I kept trying over and I was like, bruh, I've been in this dungeon for hours and just keep resetting. I'm not having fun. And so I was just like, I was like blown through all. I had no money because I was blown through all my money on potions because I kept having to. Cause I was trying to train. I was like, I had to train and mm -hmm. healed and trained and healed and trained. Healed. I was like, if I would just train from the beginning, I wouldn't be in this predicament. But I was hard headed. So I put myself in this situation. So I was like, so you said you learned from your mistake there. So when you in your second playthrough, when you played Royal instead of just the original Persona 5, you grinded from the beginning and then built your guts up later? Yeah, I grind in the beginning. So how I went about it, I grind, I grind the whole time. I actually over leveled. I kept mm -hmm. getting drunk, and every single I would spend so many hours in the mementos once I unlocked that, <laughs> and I was just grinding, one shot and everything, just cooking. I was like, okay, cool, I'm good, I'm over leveled, and then I would go into the dungeon or the castles. I would literally wipe everything my first day mm -hmm. literally in one because the first time i was like i was struggling so i would have to do a little bit and i had to go back to heal and then i would leave because i'd start getting low on money and then i'd come back the next day but this time i was like one shot at everything wiping everything going through <laughs> not playing any games and then then after I, I would go up there go then i'd send the card out then i'd have the next three weeks to do whatever i wanted yeah, because I don't have to send the calling card out, and I'm like, I already did everything. So the next three weeks, I'd be building up my relationships. I'd be doing everything else, and then that's when I was like, okay. And then I go back, and then I, when I get closer, start grinding again, one shot. And then I was like, so the castles where I didn't struggle on a single castle until the very last one. Oh, everything was basically one shotting everything. Yeah, mm -hmm. because I was like. Yeah, I'm not worried, especially when I unlocked the myriad of truths. I was just like, it was a cakewalk. So I am enjoying that. Yeah, I like I like that aspect. I think like the palaces are like one of the things that I really enjoyed how different they are. Like because each one of them has their own theme, their own experiences behind it. And of course, like since you're going in someone's conscience, basically their heart, they each have a atmosphere that's catered to that whoever you're going into so i like komashidas like the first person you interact with like the scumbag from the school mm -hmm. that you actually fight for fight over and for basically i loved the atmosphere and the vibe of it because it felt like a medieval castle like a queen of hearts kind of situation 
versus I'm trying to think of another good example, Futaba's Palace, which looked had that Egyptian kind of feel to it and felt very different. It was like Egyptian, but yet with a almost like a futuristic kind of vibes. And then you had like panels on the wall that kind of mirrored the stuff she went through as like as a person where you got to see her like crying over what happened with I believe it was her mom in that case. So it yeah, it was like it was crazy detailed as far as like how they made these castles embodiments of what these people were going through. Yeah, I liked it because it was a it's a different self because you don't know your who you put on your outside your like your persona you put on persona basically yeah like that that's not who you actually are like you're like okay when i'm going around people at work the face i put on there is not the same face i put on here at home you never and you also never know what people are going through like some of these people they look like they're normal on the outside but then when you get to the inside of them like they're struggling big time look at akechi like akechi he was messed up but it's like you understand why he was messed up because of all the things he was going through. So I, I like to see people's inner thoughts and seeing like their true selves. I think that was a cool concept. It is. It really is. And a deep concept like you alluded mm-hmm. to. Like there is so much heart and so much like next level of thinking that goes into games like these to where mm-hmm. you get to experience all that. I'm going to tell you like a palace that I absolutely did not like because I think they really are creative with how they did their palaces. But one of them that really got on my nerves was I think it's pronounced like Okumaro's palace. It was the one where like you are taking down the guy who's in charge of a corporation and his palace turns into that spaceship or the spaceport, so to speak. It's a futuristic vibe to it yeah yeah old girl's dad yeah i see what you're talking about also i i don't know why it had to be a space concept but at the same time i do like how it was because it was like how he because that's how he sees people. he sees mm-hmm. them as factory workers he's like like they don't ever get breaks they because it was that one part it was like they get like when you had to do certain parts and you had to send them on lunch break but they only got a 15 second lunch break yeah like, they come just, right back yeah yeah he treated them as like just robots is lazy like all i need you to do is work and shut up i don't need your opinions i don't need emotion i don't need anything i just need a worker who's gonna show up do his job and then do like that i don't you don't need anything else that's all i need from you and i was like so that's how he saw everybody so i understood his palace but I do think the spaceship thing was weird. If it was just a regular factory, it would have made more sense to me. But the spaceship did throw me off. I'm going to tell you what I really didn't like about this palace. It was the boss fight. The When you finally fight him, it was God. like that 30-minute time limit boss fight where it was like waves of robots were coming. And I hated the fact that like each enemy had its own weakness because that was convenient, but it would change the weaknesses up a little bit. So between that and the 30 minute time limit, I was just like, this is egregious. This is way too much. It made for a lengthy and kind of like slog of a fight. Yeah, I said I didn't struggle to the end. I lied. I forgot about that. I struggled <laughs> on that because I fought that on the first time. And I was like, bruh, because then everybody started dying. I was like, mm-hmm. OK, I started running out of like sp because it's like you're like you said the waves i'm like bro i'm like five waves in like i don't have any more sp (laughs) so i had to like i had to like once i lost i was like you know i'm just gonna crash and lose i had to like lose go back and like get money and then try to buy all these items and then Mm -hmm. come back to where i could be just spam items as we keep fighting over and over. And then you have to kill everybody all at once because they'll run away and it basically mm-hmm. restarts the wave. If you let them run away, you restart the wave. And I'm like, bro, I'm not trying to let you run away. Stop <laughs> running away. Just you got hurt. Stop running away. That's not fair. I was getting so frustrated during that level. Oh my goodness. I had to do that one like, I, even I, with items, I do that one six or seven times. Oh yeah, I imagine. It is, it's a mean level and it's almost, it's egregious that it's in there and it's egregious that it's like that long. But I, that was the one probably palace slash boss fight that I was like, this ain't for me. <laughs> this one right here, you about to break me on this one. Yeah, that was, oh my God. Yeah, that, that definitely made me want to stop playing the game for a little bit. After I beat that level, I was like, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I think I finished that level at two in the morning too. Cause I was playing like all night for that one. Cause I was like refusing to come to bed. My wife would have told me more plans to come to bed. I was like, I am not leaving <laughs> until I see until I beat this level. <laughs> She's like, you're going to be there all night. I'm like, I'm going to be here all night then. Yeah. I don't care if it's seven in the morning. I'm going to beat this level. 
<laughs> and I had to take a break. I was hot. I bet, man. I was right there with you because I'm like, man, it's one of those things you got into, but you felt like you had to see it through. You're like, I'm going to see the end of this. I, I really liked um Shido's Palace. It's the giant cruise ship. It's one of the last palaces in the game. I thought that one yeah. was really well designed. Yeah, that one was well designed. I had to, I struggled. I kept being lost in that one. Oh, it's easy so to get lost because there's so many puzzles in that one. Yeah, there's so many puzzles. There's so many rooms that look the same. It mm-hmm. kept turning into mice. And I was like, bro, like this is a lot going on right now. <laughs> and I was like, and I'm like, I'm trying to like listen in the people, you know, they'll drop hints here and there. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, Bro, this took me. This is taking a while because I'm trying to. But I do. I did. I did like the palace. I did like the palace because of the, all the puzzles. But also did like the palace because all the puzzles. Yeah, I understand. It's like a double edged sword, so to speak. Like the same thing I like about it is the same thing I dislike about it as well. Yeah, there, the another palace I want to really shout out really quick was I think it was Madurai's palace. It was the palace. It's the second palace you visit, and it's basically the art gallery slash museum because that one's. That was the first time I really felt like Phantom Thieves because a lot of the times you got to sneak behind different items or different things on the wall and you can be stealthy about it. And that was like one of the first palaces I think I encountered where I actually got to sneak up on a lot of people and rip up their rip off their yeah. face and really show the personas underneath. I was like, oh, that's dope. That's dope. Yeah, I like that one. I didn't like because I couldn't figure out which one was the real painting. It's just like... <laughs> Because the paint, it would make me sick because the painting, she's wearing red. Mm-hmm. She's wearing red. And then you'd go, some of the levels, I don't know if it's like a flaw in the mechanics or they meant for it to be that way, but you'd go up there and you'd pick the painting that was red and they'd be like, that's a fake. And I'm like, what do you mean? The rest of these are blue <laughs> and the original, she's wearing red. And then I grab the blue and they're like, this is the real one. And then you go into another room where you have to find which one's real again. And then she'd be wearing red. The red one would be the right one. I'm like, Yo, is she wearing red or is she wearing blue? She can't mm-hmm. be wearing both because the original painting has her in red, but in this one she has her in blue. So I'm like, y'all can't. I don't know if this is a flaw, but this is very annoying because <laughs> I'm like, I'm guessing red and blue, and I keep getting like they. If you choose wrong, the 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 enemies jump out on you. And they get the uh, jump on you. And I'm like, bruh, come on now, like ah. But yeah, but that one was cool too. Yeah, yeah, I'm right there with you. I had some frustrations with that one. So let's talk about another element of Persona 5 that's probably like one of the main focal points of the game is the school aspect. What did you think of like actually having to go to school? I loved it. I did loved you really? It. Yes, I loved it because I told you like, I, this is my, I'm the protagonist. And if I'm a school, if I'm in high school, I need to go to school. And I like it because I'm like, okay, I'm picking up. I wish the school aspect mattered a little more because it's like you they it started getting repetitive near the end because in the beginning like okay you answer they ask you questions you actually have to take tests do everything else like oh this is amazing if you got it right people be like oh my gosh he's actually smart oh my god and then if he got it wrong they they, people like oh he's an idiot blah blah and they talk and so you build stuff up or put stuff down but then i felt i was like okay i was building up all my educational stuff I was at the top of my class. I maxed out my, I spent all that time reading to max out my knowledge. Intelligent. Yeah. And I was like the number, because like you had to be max level knowledge and get all the answers correct on the test to be the number one ranked person in the school. I was the number one ranked student in the school. And it felt like underwhelming because he was like, at first it was all cool, but then they were just like, it was the same reaction they give you in regular class. They're like, oh, who got number one? Oh, it's him. Oh, cool. And then he moved on. I was like, cool. That's all I get. I'm number one in the class. Like every other anime show, I'm like, or any every other thing, they're like, oh, they're smart. Or they kept bragging about other people being number one. I'm like, but when I'm number one, it's not a big deal mm-hmm. anymore. All right, I see how we're acting now. I was hot. So that too. I was like, Come on now, I need to be praised. I'm the I one student. Get you completely. I get you completely. I was I was a little taken aback by some of those questions because some of those I didn't know nothing about. Like <laughs> especially I think there was some where it's very catered to like the Japanese culture and mm-hmm. such like that. Like which train station and they'll ask you about which train station is located in this part of Japan. And I'm like, I ain't have no clue. So mm-hmm. I admit I did need a god for a lot of those questions oh, to actually make it through. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I use the guide for the questions because I was determined to be the number one student. So yeah, <laughs> I definitely needed that that guide. And 
Also, another thing, I don't like that they still treated you as a delinquent, even if you're the number one student. No, like, they, how am I a delinquent, but I'm the number one student in the school, but y'all still treat me as a delinquent punk that doesn't care about anything, doesn't care about school. And I'm like, if I didn't care about school, I wouldn't be the number one person. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I agree with with you. There are a couple of like flaws like that where it's like little minor details that doesn't mm-hmm. feel necessarily thought out. Like it's also that fact of like, how do you never get fired from your job? Like you could not show up to your jobs, any of your jobs, but yet you still keep them. Yeah, I rarely went to work. Only time I went to work is when I really absolutely needed money. I was like, or to build up kindness. Like mm-hmm. you could build up different things. So I was like, okay. And then once I maxed out my kindness and then I had gotten a good amount of money, I was like, I don't have a reason to go to work anymore. So I stopped Mm-mm. going to work. So it's like, you could get fired, but they didn't, they never fired you. They, they never would fired call you. you and they'd be like, oh, you go to work. We need you at the work today. And you just ignore them. You just mm-hmm. ignore the call. And I'm like, okay. But yeah, I understand why certain aspects that they, like those, like those minor aspects, why they didn't put too much emphasis on it because that's not what the game's about. Yeah. Yes. It's just, a, it's just a cool aspect of the game. The game is the follow the story. Those little side parts are okay. Yeah. Like the jobs, the love interest, you're not really doing too much with the love interest or the school stuff. It's like, those would be cool. Maybe if they make a persona six, I don't know if that's in the works. If they make a persona six. Maybe they can start. Be like, All right. So we see this and I haven't played the other persona. So I don't know if mm-hmm. they were like slowly build this up to, and they didn't even have the other stuff before this. So I'm like, who knows? And hopefully in Persona 6, they'll like add more aspects to it because I'm like, and make it more RPG style because this is a JRPG. Make it more RPG style. And I, I would love that if they did. Yeah, I think I, from rumors have it, that we're going to probably get a Persona 6. Atlas is the studio and they are just pumping out like Persona properties right now. So I know we're probably getting a Persona 6. Maybe not soon, but we'll get one down the road. So I got to ask you, though, is Persona 6 a day one buy for you after playing Persona 5? I'm pre-ordering it. The second (laughs) they say we're driving Persona 6, I'm pre-ordering it that day. (laughs) I'm going to treat that like 2K every year on 2K. I take off that Friday. I've never (laughs) ever since I got out of high school and I didn't have to go to school anymore. Like even on like college, that would be that college day. I would call in that day. I would not show up to school that day. But and I've always been like that for 2K. I'm going to treat Persona 6 like that. I will not be at work. (laughs) I will not be like that's my day off. I'm taking off already the second they release the date. I'm putting it on the calendar. I'm like, hey, boss, man. It's right there on the calendar. Don't even worry about it. I'm not going to be here. Don't look for me. I promise you I'm not going to be here. <laughs> I feel you on that. I feel you on that. Both of us are big into anime. And like one of the big main focal points of this game is this animation, almost the anime-like style. What did you think of the art style of this game? Oh, I loved it. It was so wonderful. And I loved the cutscenes to where mm-hmm. it was actually like an anime they were just showing you telling you a story like it was like they're just going right there and you're like you're watching a show i loved it i loved it i was i absolutely loved the art style. i'm the exact same way it, everything looks beautiful i even like the turn-based art style to where it has the anime over the top shonen like moves that you're doing because mm-hmm. like when you are fighting with your persona it does feel like almost like a very modern-esque version of Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh! All mixed up into one with a kind of adult kind of twist into it. Because, like, the things you're fighting a lot of the times look almost very adult compared to Pokemon. Like, you're fighting a lot of the personas even look like they're really clothed or, like, they look like they're lust demons and different things like that. So it has, like, its own very unique adult kind of theme to it so i love the art style it's one of those things that as an anime fan i want more games to look like this absolutely absolutely it actually it felt like you said like an adult pokemon like that's probably why i loved it so much because i love pokemon so much as a kid you get the turn base and it's like a pokemon for the 26 year old me now yeah i feel you I'm exactly the same way. I also want to shout out the game's soundtrack and the game's music because, like, man, I, you know, playing an anime-like game, it's important to kind of nail that anime-like flavor and soundtrack. And this game kind of gave me vibes of one of my favorite animes of all time, and that's Cowboy Bebop because it mixed in with that jazz sound with an anime, East anime kind of style. And I was just like, mm-hmm. you throw that all together, and it was just smooth. Like, it, everything felt... It almost felt like Yu Yu Hakusho as well because, like, I would argue Yu Yu Hakusho has that kind of smooth anime intro to where it has that jazz beats to it, too. So I, I love the soundtrack. What did you think of it? I think the soundtrack played in perfectly for it. I think the soundtrack is so hard to get. Like, sometimes... 
I'll watch certain animes and their soundtracks won't hit correctly. Like an anime like Your Lie in April, they do it correctly. I feel like Persona 5 did do it correctly as well. They were like in sad moments, you're like, okay, they plan like that. In intense moments, the music jumps up. And then I think the best part of the soundtrack was the ending credits. After you do everything and it's like, you feel like it's going away. That definitely, listening to the soundtrack after I finished it, definitely hit home. It made you be like, dang. It, it, it felt like you accomplished something. It like, like, like listening to the music, it made you feel like you accomplished something, but it also made it feel like you were like missing something. Like you're happy, but you're happy, but you lost something. You're you're mm-hmm. losing the experience. Like that, like Persona's going away now. You've completed the game. So you're accomplished, but it's like, it's bittersweet because you're not getting to play the game. You've already completed it. And it's like, so you have all these rushes of emotions. And if a, if the soundtrack can make me feel like that, I feel like it did its job. So I really love the soundtrack. Oh man, I'm right there with you. So this is your first time playing a Persona 5 game. Did you feel like, or a Persona game in general, did you feel like this game was too long or too short or just the right amount of time? Honestly, it was too short. Like you told me it was going to be a long <laughs> game. I think my total play time was 177 hours. Yeah, that's crazy. And I said it's too short because I was like, I felt like there was so much more I could have done. So when I finished the story, even when I found out later that a catchy like you could have there's that third ending I could have went on with the counselor or whatever. There's that third ending you go to. I felt I was like, even with that, even though it wasn't that long of an ending, it was still a different ending. I was like, yeah, I still feel like there's so much I could do. There's so much more I can accomplish. And there's so many more things going through with these characters. And the, there's so many other things, even though we've gone through backstories with the characters, that I can pursue. I can build so many more relationships. I can do so many more things with these characters. And we were only here for a year. Give me another year. Give me another <laughs> year here, and we'll be fine. Like, I, I'm cool. Like, when they, I wish they would have gave you a choice. I need, I don't, like, man, I don't need a Persona 6. I need a Persona 5 Royale Part 2, where, like, you get an option. You're like... <laughs> Do you want to do okay? We're about to go back home. Like, do you really want to go back home? No, I don't want to go back home. (laughs) Let me stay here. Let me do everything like that. So, yeah, I don't feel like it was 177 hours and I don't feel like it was long enough. Oh man, that's love. That is absolutely love. Because you you answered my next question because I was gonna ask you, I was like, do you want a persona five part two or would you want a persona six? And you just straight up answered it. You're like, give me part two. I want to ride with that with my crew. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because apparently, I don't know if it's true or not, but I heard like the personas don't necessarily go with each other. Like persona one, two, three, four, or five. Like, no, they're all different, all different stories. Yeah. So you I'm like, I don't I've got I've gotten attached to this five. <laughs> like story in this like this team i don't want to have to switch to another team now that's my thing playing this game does it make you want to go back and experience the different stories from persona 3 and persona 4 are you going to go back and play those games i'm hot absolutely i'm definitely considering it it makes me want to i wanted to right then and there but i don't think i could find it at the time when i was looking for it on my playstation so I don't know if it's on there. I just was looking at the wrong place, but I might have to go double check. I might look on my PC and see if I can find it, but I definitely do want to. I just want to make sure that the graphics aren't like too outdated because <laughs> I always go back and play my, sometimes I play my old PS2 or I go play, turn on my Sega or whatever. And I'm like, sometimes like I'll be playing the game, but then I'm like, yo, these graphics are they were good at the time yeah but they're rough it's rough so i was like if the graphics aren't rough i can go back and play them but if the graphics are rough it's gonna be hard to get past that okay okay so just to give you an update really quick this is before as we're recording this and because this is a little before christmas as we're recording this episode but persona 3 portable and persona 4 golden which are like like those versions of persona 5 royal are coming out January 19th, 2023 to modern day consoles. It'll be out for PS4, Xbox Series S and X, Xbox One, Switch and PC. So you have a chance to actually go back and play those in January 9th of 2023. Okay, then I'll definitely be on there. Then yeah. uh, it makes sense why I couldn't find them. And then I'm definitely mm-hmm. gonna be in there, like swimwear. So yeah, <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. We talked about the art style. We talked about the gameplay. We talked about like some of the things we liked and didn't like about the game. I want to ask you a couple of final questions about Persona Five based on your playthrough. So, did you ever date more than one woman at one time, or did were you a straight laced? This is my woman. I'm sticking with her. I was straight lace. I was straight lace. I got a warning beforehand that if you date too many people at once, when it comes to the holidays, like you get a, they get really upset with you. Oh, you get a nasty cutscene. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nasty so, cut so I heard that. I heard about that, and I was like, 
And I'm like I said, Takumi was my love. So I was mm-hmm. like, if I can't, I, like, I wanted her, but I was like, yeah. But Mikado was a close second. And the other ones, the other female characters, I just didn't. There was no other female characters out of those outside of those two that I really wanted to have a relationship with. Like I said, I didn't have anything with the teacher. The little journalist lady, she was cool, but I was like, eh, I don't really. She spent her. Every day she had the bar getting she drunk. I don't got time drunk. for this. <laughs> yeah, I was like, drunk. I, I didn't want to mess with her. What's called Haru had too mm-hmm. much going on in her life. She had way too much because she was. I know she, she's like she's like the easy choice because she, she got a billion dollar company. Her dad, she's <laughs> gold you know, digging. Like, yeah, like gold <laughs> digging. I was like, yeah. But she seems too innocent and sweet. So I was like, golly, she gives that sister vibe just like Futaba. Then, like I said, and I wanted to back off with the fortune teller lady. I don't even, she was sleeping outside. I didn't even know she had nowhere to sleep. So I was like, not trying to mess with you. So every other girl, I was like, look at them. I'm like, oh, y'all got something going on. I wanted, I was thought about the whole um, Shogi girl, like you were talking about. Her mom was tripping. Her mom, the first time we met, she was like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Why are you talking to boys? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, he better not be your boy. boy the boys are bad. And I'm like, woman, like, relax. Why are you over here? Watch out. I'm talking to your daughter. Let me finish smacking over here. So I was like, I don't even want to deal with you, so moving on. Yeah, yeah. Haru, though, is really good if you max her out. Because, like, in the later stages, she has an ability to withstand an otherwise fatal attack, like, with one HP. So she can withstand that. And she also has the ability to protect. So, like... Instead, instead, there's if there's a shot or like a move that'll kill you, and mm-hmm. she'll take the blow and shield you from it, and yeah, to where yeah, it comes in handy. It really does, especially if you like overestimate an opponent or like you get caught slipping or something like that, and it's about to be game over. She'll take that blow, and I think it leaves both of y'all that, or it leaves her at one confidant, like one point health point left. So it, it's a move. It's like a contingency playing move if you like that sort of thing. But and I, I, I max her out. Yeah, and if you max her out, she was she became so strong. Yeah, I maxed her out. Yeah, I was like, she became so strong. Let's see. Hafumi was the one who I believe was the one we were talking about where she was the chess player, right? No, no, Hafumi yeah. was Hafumi's a different one, right? No, I think no no Hafumi is the Yogi player. Oh yeah, yeah that's a, right. She, yeah, she's a shogi player. Yeah, that's right. I'm like she, her, hers is pretty good if you max it out. Like I never maxed out the fortune girl because it felt like it was always like either luck based or it was always like previews of all abilities for your confidants and such like that. And she gave you the ability to see into the future or increase your money. I know if you max her out till i think it was like level three or four or maybe even five you got like more money coming in after every single battle which is useful to a certain point because at a certain point you're just going to get money coming in anyways yeah you're just racking up i end up maxing her i max up i max out basically every female outside of the (laughs) i feel you and i didn't max out haru because haru was the one i she was like the female i started last and so I didn't finish hers because I think hers came up too late. So you gotta if, do the garden thing with her. Yeah, for sure. For sure. If you go back and play this game, are you going back to maxing out the teacher now that you get extra time to hang out at night? I kind of want to max her out just so I can see her. Like I said, I didn't get to see her story. I didn't give her a chance. So I want to go back and max her out and just use her just to get her story out of it because I didn't give her a chance. Like everybody else, I at least... I can't spend time with them and everything else and got at least got to the point where I saw their backstory. Outside of the gun guy, I didn't see his backstory. But everybody else in the counselor, but outside of those three, like I, I saw everybody else's backstory. So not getting to see her backstory, that, that's the only reason. Yeah, so that'd be the only reason. Get over here! So, F, I think I got a couple of questions for you. I'm not persona-based, just general questions. I want to know, there, there's a famous professional wrestler by the name of Triple H, and Triple H had this famous saying, a famous question, if you will, are you ready? And he would repeat it several times, are you ready? And then he'd go into a whole spiel with D- about DX, but my whole spiel is that, are you ready? Because you are about to embark on the hardest challenge of your life. Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, so. Ready as I can be. <sighs> That is very brave because this challenge has put many people into 
to emotional trauma and stress, this kind of challenge has mo made or bricked many of foes. So I'm very happy to hear that you're confident because some people just don't come out of this the same person afterwards. But a lot saying confident. That's already. Yeah, some people just don't come out the same way. Hearing that you're ready, I want to encourage you to get loose because, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it is time for the Are You a Pro Nerd trivia portion of the show. The rules goes as follows. I will be asking our special guests five questions. Each question will be in a different realm of nerddom. It might be in video games. It might be in Star Wars, Disney, anime, Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, all sorts of different areas. Each question is worth one point. He is trying to get five points. If he gets to all five questions correct, he is going to be crowned a pro nerd. Our record goes as follows. We only have one pro nerd in the history of the show so far. He has been crowned, immortalized, and we are currently sending him a can of the most extravagant tuna on the face of the planet. He is looking forward to his extravagant gift, and he will be receiving it in the mail. Hopefully, it's not old by the time it gets there. All that said, we have a new guest, a new challenger. Will our contestant succeed, or will he perish like many before? Let's find out. F, are you ready? I am as ready as I can be. Okay. Okay, so in the realm of Pokemon... How familiar are you with these Pokemon creatures? With the first generation and second generation, I think I'm okay. Okay, all right. So, in the realm of Pokemon, there are three, count them three, different starter Pokemons in the Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow editions. In Yellow, you were given a choice to, you were forced to play as Pikachu. But in Red and Blue, you were given the three choices. One being Charmander, one being Bulbasaur, one being Squirtle. What is the middle evolution of the Pokemon Bulbasaur? Ivysaur? Ladies and gentlemen, he got the first correct. He got the first correct. So, how do you feel? Yeah, you got the first right. I, that means I can't leave with zero, so hey. <laughs> so, first one, you're like, hey, I, at least I didn't get zero. Yeah, that's the... I like that. I like that. You Are you feeling more confident now that you, do you feel like you got a little swagger there now that you got the first one out of the way? No, I don't like to get overconfident. Okay. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. So, in the realm of Disney, what type of insect is Flick in the movie A Bug's Life? Let's see. I'm a praying mantis. I don't know. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it is unfortunate, but he got that one incorrect. Incorrect. So we, I'll, I can give you the option. You can hear the wrong answers at the end of the pro nerd trivia. You can keep the good energy flowing, or I can give you the right answer to the question right now. Which one would you prefer? I'd rather know the right answer right now. I'll be thinking about that if I don't know the answer. Okay. All right. So ladies and gentlemen, I'll repeat the question. What type of insect is Flick in the movie A Bug's Life? F, I want to just inform you that Flick is an ant. It's an ant. You got one right. You missed one, but you got one right. So far, so good. You, you can't get zero. So we're rolling the dice here and spinning the wheel. Round and round it goes where it stops. Oh, it stopped at D DC. How familiar are you with the world of DC characters? Not familiar at all. Oh, no. Okay. Okay. All right. So there's a character that goes by the name of Captain Marvel. What is another no, na known name for Captain Marvel, the superhero? Oh, my gosh. I thought Captain Marvel was in the Marvel world. <laughs> There's a Captain Marvel in DC? There's a yeah. Captain Marvel in DC. You got me. Yeah, I'm lost. I have no answer. <laughs> All right. So this character, Captain Marvel, uses this same word to ignite his powers. The word is Shazam. Captain Marvel is Shazam? Shazam? Oh my gosh. Yep, Shazam. All right, so you got two incorrect, but you did get one right. So are you starting to sweat bullets here? I am sweating bullets. I feel like I don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, this is probably the fiercest challenge you'll ever face in your life. Yeah, you had me going with the first question. I was like, okay, we good. We might be good. Don't get overconfident. But then it's like, ooh. Yeah, yeah, so... Do you so how do you think the missus would feel about your performance right now? Do you think she wouldn't have known any of these questions? 
Oh, absolutely not. She wouldn't know any, not a single one. Not a single one. Okay. Actually, she might have got Bugs Life. She's big on Disney, so she might have got that. Already. Okay, okay. Not bad at all. Not bad at all. So, in the world of Harry Potter, how familiar are you with the world of Harry Potter? Oh, man, you're killing me. You're okay. killing me. <laughs> killing your smalls. Harry Potter has a Patronus. What animal does his Patronus form? A snake. Oh, very close. I, you were you had a couple, the first syllable right. It is a stag. The answer is a stag. I don't even know what a stag is. It, I, it is a type of deer. It is oh. a type of deer. So you got one correct and you got you got a, a couple of slips here. You got three incorrect there. You do have the chance right now to tie for or tie for third place with two correct questions. How do you feel right now? I was hoping to at least get second, <laughs> but it's just like the not a good luck of the draw. No, the wheel is spinning here, and unfortunately, it's just not naming, not landing on like your areas of expertise. So it happens. It really does happen. All right. So are you ready? You have the final question. You have a choice between option A and option B. So which one would you like to choose? Option A will give you one type of category. Option B will give you another. Let's just go option A. Option A, that is a strong option here because it is in the world of anime. Okay, so in the world of this show called Dragon Ball, not Dragon Ball Z, not GT, but in the world of Dragon Ball, have you seen the show before? I actually have the entire manga sitting right behind me. Okay, so you, you should get this one correct. Hopefully, or I'm going to have to return that. <laughs> for sure, for sure. What is the name of the king who lives on Fire Mountain? Oh my gosh, are you... Whew. I'm drawing a blank right now. And this is killing me too. I'm about to be in the comment section of this episode. <laughs> And I'll be answering this one. Who is the king of Fire Mountain? I'm racking my brain right now. I can't. I'm not trying to take up the episode, so I can, I don't have an initial answer. So I, I got to get the buzzer. All right. So are you're tapping out officially? I, I'm tapping out because I don't want. I can't take up too much, so I'm like I got to tap out. I don't have. A, I don't have an answer off the top of my brain. I wish it would have popped up right away, but nothing popped up right away. Okay. Okay. I see a face, but I don't see a. Is it, is it? You said fire. Is it the Ox King? It is, ladies and gentlemen. He got it correct. He pulled oh, it out. My. We're gonna yeah. count it and call it the Ox King. Ladies okay, and yeah, I saw him in my face. We got it correct. The Ox King. How did you pull that one off? I was I was racking my brain. I kept seeing somebody in my head. I was like, I don't know who this is. Who is this? And I was like, I just kept thinking. And then once I tapped out and I wasn't thinking about it anymore, it popped in my head. And I was like, what? What? Now that I'm not trying to get it no more, now you want to get the correct answer. Okay, okay. We're going to count it anyway. So you got two out of five correct. This one doesn't count, but would you like to know the category that you would have gotten if you chose option B? Absolutely. Okay, so the category, if you would have chose option B, would have been Marvel. I would have got cooked. I'm glad I chose that. <laughs> you would have got so, cooked. I would have got cooked. <laughs> so... Yeah, you got two out of five correct, Af. How do you feel about your performance overall? That's not my best performance. Not my best performance. We're going to get back in the lab, work on a couple of things, and hopefully next time we're back right. We're back. All right. So we look forward to having you back on the show real soon. We're going to look forward to seeing if you did indeed redeem yourself, train in the hyperbolical time chamber that is pro nerd knowledge, and come back stronger than ever before. But before we do that, I have a last question for you. Af, where can the good people find you? You can find me on Twitter, basically, at AthGeek. That, that's where I'm at. Most of my tweets, you're going to see me. All you're going to see, they're talking about anime, or I'm yelling and cursing about the Boston Celtics. So those are the main things you're going to see out of me. But you can also find us on YouTube at AthGeeks as well. 
Okay. All right. You heard it, ladies and gentlemen. You got to check them out on the Twitter and the YouTube. F, I think we're all out of time. That's it for this episode. Before we wrap up, though, would you do you have any special messages you would like to shout out to the people? Any good words of wisdom or wise or sage advice you'd like to give to people? Not really. I'm going to hit you with the saying we say after every episode, always respect women. But most importantly, remember to respect yourselves, kings, because simping ain't pimping. All right, you heard it from the Ath himself. Pimping ain't easy. Respect yourselves and respect the people around you. That's been it for today's episode. Ath, we will see you in the next one. Peace. Goodbye. That's a wrap for today's episode. I want to give a special shout out to Adrian, the Af Geek Harrison, for being on the show today. I also want to remind you that if you want me or my community of gamers to give you feedback on your video game backlog list, then join us in the Single Player Experience Discord server. You can also write in at the Single Player Discord server with your comments, concerns, or just general questions that you would like to be featured on the show. Who knows, you might have the whole episode featured on your question. So, write in at the Single Player Experience Discord server. The link to join the free Single Player Experience Discord server is in the show notes. I want to thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope to catch you in the next one, and stay gaming. Peace.